This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Soyuz Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined from somewhere near Fakatani uh, by Mawira Karatai. She hasn't made it home yet. Why haven't you made it home, Mawira? Um, well, because usually kebab night is a Tuesday night, but we had to change our plans this week, so Monday night became kebab night. So we're sitting at the kebab shop and... Um, and I didn't realise the time because I forgot to change the time in my car. That's my bad. The, that's the bit I was looking for. That wasn't my best work. Have you got snow? In Fakatani? Yeah, 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 I know. You were colder than us the other day. Oh, uh, yeah, but that was a fluke. And we've got <laughs> a snow of blossoms because it's been really windy up here. And who are you introducing tonight? Tonight, um, I have the absolute pleasure of introducing someone who I just met for the first time the other day, and his name is Ben Fretwell. Um, and his mum was a recipient of one of our Distinguished Alumni Awards at Otago Polytech at the awards on Friday night, and Ben was my date for the night. Um, and he is just such a nice man. Uh, he... Uh, um, is a mechanic with uh, Hayden Patton and working on a really cool project with him. And um, I just, you know, just talking to him for a few minutes, I realised he had just such a cool view of the world and it would be fun to interview him for our show. Welcome, Ben. Hi. Welcome, Ben. Marwera, it was an absolute pleasure to take you out on a date. <laughs> Thank you. And congratulations to Ben's mum. Yes. Very, very proud number one son here. So how has your bubble life been? It seems like a lifetime ago now. Um, but it was very, very interesting. Um, for me, so where I'm living here in Cromwell, um, we're next to the Highlands uh, Motorsport Park. And so here is a big commune. Um, there's probably close to 30, 40 apartments here. And so not all of those apartments are you know, permanently... Um, you know, have people residing there. But over lockdown, we probably had a community of uh, 20 or 30 uh, people in total. And so although we were all physically, not socially, but physically distancing, um, we had a group chat. We had uh, funny names for it, of course, and we were uh, an extract of Gloria Vale and all sorts of other things. So, um, yeah, we would keep in touch with each other and you know i remember somebody throwing you know baking over our balcony and we would all sort of keep in in touch and and check in on each other because that's what we needed to do in that time eh? so that was a very interesting time and a very good time in my opinion because i got a a break from work which is pretty cool and the complex you're in is it mostly people from motorsport uh, yeah, so in in the complex itself, uh, you have to be a member of the motorsport park in order to purchase a house here. Um, so yeah, everyone sort of either works or uh, has a membership at the Highlands Motorsport Park or works with myself or at the Highlands Place. So yeah, everyone sort of knows each other in a roundabout sort of way and has similar interests or knows people and in, 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 you know mutually. So yeah, it is, it's a quite a cool little community community i guess yeah it yeah. does so what is it that you do um so i started life off as a mechanic and did uh, a mechanical apprenticeship and then 
uh, did an auto sparky apprenticeship as well. Um, and throughout that time, I was able to pick up a couple of awards on the way, um, which was very, very cool because um, I was working very hard. And then uh, through the Pinnacle program, which is a uh, not exactly 100% sure what it is, um, they approached the Otago Polytech who I was studying with at the time and said, hey, have you got any young guys who love it and uh, want to get some motorsport experience with Hayden Patton because he's associated with Pinnacle? Um, and so I applied and again was lucky enough to get selected. And this was two and a half, three years ago now. And so I just started volunteering for Hayden and we got along, got along with the team. And then uh, out of the blue one day, he rang me up and said, hey, would you like to relocate to Cromwell and uh, start doing what you love for a job? So never looked back, really. Have you always been uh, into into motorsport? Yeah, always, always been into motorsport, but uh, never really been lucky enough to do it myself you know you hear about the lewis hamiltons of the world and all the other famous race car drivers that you know always got into motorsport from a very very young age with karting and then you know progressed through the ranks um so i was always a spectator watching it on tv because that's pretty cheap and easy to do um but yeah now now that i'm working for hayden i've been able to um you know purchase my own race cars and rally cars and trying to do as much as of it as i can but unfortunately some of the events that i want to do obviously my boss hayden is wanting to do as well so it's like uh, do i do it or does he do it and unfortunately he takes the cake that's not a cheap thing to get into uh no yeah and some days it makes me scratch my head yes yeah but fortunately you're also fortunately you're also making money out of somebody else's expense yeah 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 but uh, i guess there's the other side of the coin if my customers cars are breaking down at races and rallies it maybe means i'm not doing the best job i possibly could so yeah it's kind of finding the the middle ground i guess so mawira said that there's exciting things happening at at hayden Patton racing what's going yeah, on yeah so uh so hayden came up with the idea of making the world's first electric rally car um, so I think he uh, had this idea sort of two or three years ago while he was racing over uh, in Europe for the World Rally Championship. And um, since then, yeah, set up base in Cromwell here at the racetrack. And we've got a team of, or oh, how many of us are there? It varies from time to time, but yeah, six or seven permanent staff. And um, that's a mixture of engineers um, and technicians like myself um and yeah slowly slowly getting there but um we had uh well actually it's going to be released in november so early next month so there's been some very very long nights um and a lot of them so that's probably why i look like a walking zombie at the moment but uh yeah we're getting to the uh, you know the downhill now so it's it's an exciting time for us um and yeah the whole world will be able to see it on november in november how much of a change is it in terms of changing it from an internal yeah. combustion motor to yep. an electric motor, huge, huge, yeah. And it's not only we're not only breaking ground with making it an electric car. Everything in the car is, you know, cutting edge. You know, the suspension, the braking, everything's been thought about and redesigned, not just to suit a, a, an electric vehicle, but just to optimize the technology that we're going to be using over the next few years. So, but in terms of, I mean, one example could be. We don't have a floor in the car. It's a battery, so I guess that's a big change. So, but the the we have a leaf, and yes. it's despite the fact that people refer to it as a small car, it's got a lot of grunt. Yes, oh, no, it's got a lot of torque, and I think people often get confused with uh, the two. You know, horsepower or kilowatts or torque, and torque is actually what you feel and what you want because as soon as you put your foot on the accelerator, you're going to feel all that power. So you'll have a lot of acceleration? Yes. So we've got both. We've got torque and power. <laughs> so right. I think, yeah, it's going to be a very, very scary thing to drive for Hayden. Because it's just I'm so, pretty... it's got so much torque. and, and it's... Yeah. But the beautiful thing about technology nowadays, we're able to limit and um, I guess apply torque where it's needed and not have it there when it's not. Because especially driving on gravel, you don't want 
huge amounts of power from the get-go because you're just going to dig holes in the gravel. And so when, maybe when you're on a straight open piece of road, that's when you want full power. But on you know the starting point or halfway around a corner, you don't want the wheels spinning at a million miles an hour and the car's only doing 30Ks. So we're able to um, tune the power range or the power application very specifically. So, so it's going to be interesting, yeah. You said you did a apprenticeship in being in a, a, a vehicle electrician. Is, is that was that what it's called? Yeah, automotive engineering is sort of the title, I guess. Um, and now currently studying towards a diploma in electric vehicle engineering again through um, Otago Polytech. Cool. So, so you're actually like learning about the the batteries and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just having some uh, getting some information on the you know, the principles, how things work, why they work, you know, what to do when they don't, how to diagnose that. Um, it's all very specific to road cars, um, but it's quite interesting to see the how, how a road car is so similar to this, even though ours is at, you know, the higher end of the performance scale. Um, you can see the similarities between the two. And they'll be learning off you, I imagine. Because oh, you'll, you'll be pushing the boundaries. <laughs> Well, uh, a lot of the stuff uh, we do, we can't really talk about in, into detail. And uh, my tutor is, is a very, uh, he loves it. He absolutely loves it. And he's very knowledgeable. And so I imagine if I started talking and he asked the right questions, I wouldn't be able to stop talking. And then I'd get myself into trouble. But the rally cars get thrown around. Is, is, is the, are all the electrics suitable for that kind of punishment? Yes, so everything's been thought about and we're getting there. And I mean, there's a big safety factor as well because batteries, when they do catch fire, they um, go into thermal runaway and there's literally no way to put them out. Um, so all these sorts of things have been designed around to, you know, especially in the forestry. Like if you're rallying through a forestry and you catch fire, you don't want to burn the whole forestry down. You know, that's affecting hundreds of thousands of lives, you know, potentially. So, yeah. It's it's rallying set up so that you can do recharging or do you need to have a range to last the whole day? Yeah, so this is one of the things we're going to be developing over the next sort of 12 months and I can't really say a huge amount about it, unfortunately. <laughs> it was really neat um, when I was doing some reading before our interview uh, about what you guys are doing and how proud Hayden is of the team. Like, Everything for everything he said was focused on the team, and I really loved that. Yeah, he's a really good boss. I mean, I've had a couple of really not that good bosses, <laughs> so I know a good one from a bad one. And um, yeah, he's blown me away on many, many occasions. Yeah, hugely generous, you know, humble, um, and very talented. The man's got no formal qualifications, but gosh, he keeps you on your toes. He's so, so clever, and he's so in tune with everything. and business savvy as well you'd think he'd been to business school for the last you know decade um and here he is you know taking on the world from a little shed in Cromwell. you know it's incredible yeah are you all awesome. responsible for a particular bit or is it much more of a, a sort of a collaborative effort yeah we're a big team um and like recently a lot of my job has been less to do with hands-on work on the electric vehicle itself it's more taking care of the customer side of the business and uh getting all the other rally and race cars ready for you know to keep that side of the business going on as well um so even though i can't take credit for the last couple of months of work on the ev you know i, I sort of can at the same time because me doing that frees up my other colleagues to do that so you're all back at back at work and, and getting on with the job now yeah, we haven't uh, really left. Oh, since lockdown, yes, yes, we're all back at back at work. But I mean, I was working till eleven last night on Sunday. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's nonstop at the moment. But we we all love it. I mean, I mean, it's it's not hard to work. You know, to find that energy to work. Um, yeah, we're just all very passionate about what we do, and we can see the same vision Hayden has, um, which is it's nice. We're on the same page, and it's on track for the big reveal. And when when did you say November? November 4th, yeah, we're on track, um, but things change. <laughs> <laughs> a big list of things that still require a miracle? Yes, yeah, pretty much, yeah. We're enlisting help of others at the moment, which is very, very good. Yeah. It means we can get a little bit more sleep in, uh, sleep at night as well. Let's take the gang of youths. The heart is a muscle. Why this one? Oh, there's too many reasons. And honestly, it could have been this song or any other song on the album. I discovered these guys maybe three or four years ago. 
and for a whole range of you know deep and shallow uh, reasons i just love these guys through and through musically they're amazing lyrically they're amazing um the musicians and the singers backstories and what they're about everything about them is just yeah gets me going it's cool it's really really cool the best thing about it is everybody i sort of show them to they come back to me in six months time saying what the heck man like that was this, these guys are mental so yeah i love it Break me off a piece of that And mix it in with a little wine Will someone want a smart I give With a heart in first and a soul behind And I
is electric the future of cars? Uh, it's a starting point. Yep. There's other alternatives. Hydrogen. Hydrogen hybrid. Yep. Um, but I guess it's hard to see the future without a crystal ball. You know, um, who knows what, where we'll be in 20 years, 30 years. Is the high performance work pushing the the boundaries that we that does make it into the the, the everyday cars? Yeah, well, that's sort of one of the reasons Hayden explained to us um, to begin with. It was you know the technology you see in motorsport. Generally, automotive manufacturers would sort of take away from them and develop and you know make it specific to road cars, but over the last sort of 10, 15 years, it's been the other way around where automotive manufacturers develop something and we just kind of take that and race it, you know? So we want to be at the, the leading edge of technology and developing things that other people will then, you know, apply to their uses. Because your one's based on an existing EV? Is it... it is. Yeah, just the, the chassis itself. Yes, it is. Yeah. But then you so, take it, you take it to bits. Completely, yeah. It, it'll still look like a very, very angry version of that <laughs> road car. Yes, yeah. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokunui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui, kia koutou koutou hau. Hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars and beloved universes. And I really hope that wherever you are and whatever is happening around you, this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very rewarding, very sustaining and illuminating for you more and more each day who you are, a triumph of nature's art, perfect, unique and here making things. Thank you. So I know that for all of us, we have been moving through so many changes and transitions and ups and downs and emotional roller coasters and grief and loss of a previous way of being, but also the potential to love and engage with new ways of being together and for ourselves. And I know that for all of us, as we have moved through lockdown level four, level three, level two, level one, level two, level 2.5, level three, level two, level 2.5, level one. I feel that we've all learned a huge amount and I've really enjoyed talking with everyone about it and hearing everyone's different perspectives. And I think that there's always opportunities for us to understand new ways to feel safe and to trust ourselves and the skills that we have, those best aspects of us as a species of animal, know that they can always come forward our ability to adapt, our ability to communicate, our ability to connect, our ability to nurture, our ability to plan, our ability to triumph, whatever the circumstances might be, in a way that supports all life. And at the moment here in Autiporty Stunedin, we are having a lot of very exciting weather and we've had gale force winds, we've had rainstorms, and over the last day and a bit we've had big snowstorms so of course this is a real opportunity to enjoy that process of learning to feel safe when we are not or we don't feel as in control as we previously did and this is a really interesting learning for us all that when our parameters of control shift we can find new ways to feel safe and we can find new ways of communicating and allowing the situation to unfold supportively. So I was supposed to be facilitating a stream investigation workshop today with some environmental educators from around New Zealand. And of course, because of the snowstorm and because of all of the various aspects of asking people to clamber into a stream, my wonderful manager, Amanda Simon felt that this was not safe and not appropriate and has let the conference people know, which is very kind and I'm very grateful for her support. And I do think that that was the right decision. And the process of getting to that point of keeping everyone safe involved a lot of communication and 
I think this is what we're all embarking on now, is making sure that whatever happens, whatever unfolds that we can't control, we are all communicating, we're all aware of what our responsibilities are and what we can contribute and how we can make things work in the best way to keep everyone safe and to feel safe ourselves. I'm also exploring this in several different ways in my own life, being brave and communicating with people in new ways in order for everybody to feel safe as opposed to trying to control and guide the situation in order for people to feel safe. So I'm very grateful for the opportunity to speak with you about this and I hope that wherever you are and whatever is happening around you, you are having the opportunity to know that the skills you need are always with you and you can always find new ways of feeling safe even when things around you are changing and I'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Kakite. You were saying when Hayden first sort of like came to you with this this plan, how did he introduce it? Oh, that's going back a little while. I, I To be honest, when... I remember when I got the phone call and followed up by an email um, from Hayden. I was in a little bit of shock because this was me fangirling. Um, and I remember showing a colleague of mine at the time and he said, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. I'm just, you know, living in the moment sort of thing. He was like, you need to accept that right now. Don't even think about it. Just accept it. And, you know, the rest was sort of a blur from there. So, um, but pretty much I've, you know, followed him for quite a few years now. And so is the rest of the team. and you know, what he says we do almost, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very, uh, he's a very inspiring man. So um, it's, it's easy to sort of believe in him. Yeah. So is the, is the racing season happening? Uh, Yeah, obviously it's been a bit of a strange year. Um, We haven't done as much as we would have liked, Um, but Coming up, we've got the Battle of Jacks Ridge, which is in Whitford, Auckland. Um, and so we will be uh, racing not only our um, internal combustion, but our petrol ethanol powered motor. Um, it's funny how we have to sort of separate them now, um, but we will also be showcasing the electric vehicle, which is going to be quite exciting. Are they similar systems like how how different is it in terms of like does it have the same braking or do you have to have like two whole different sets of gear yeah well um as i said earlier it's like uh we've had this our ap4 is what we call it and so we've competed in that for the last four or five years um everything's starting to get a little bit dated in the car and so obviously with this brand new car that we're building we we're trying to um, you know, be on the cutting edge of technology in every aspect, you know, the suspension, the brakes, um, you know, everything to do with that. Trying to be innovative, you know, number eight wire and all that. So do you get to a point of like thinking, right, we just need to put this bit on, hang on, it's not going to fit because of this other thing we've changed, or is it more planned than that? Yeah, it's a lot more planned than that. There was a huge design process. Like we'd been working on the car for, well, I'd like to say at least nine months and physically it looked like nothing at all had been done but behind the scenes you know the guys upstairs had been you know collaborating with us you know and um designing how it was all going to work and individual parts you know everything was down to a t and then put on a big um a piece of software that sort of simulates everything to see how it all work and see if anything would interfere with anything else so everything is very very well planned and thought out in that respect did you go straight to the car or did you get the systems working on a go-kart or something? No, 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 straight to a car. Yep, yep. Cool. Yeah. So. I'm really interested in this this community that you've, you've, you've found yourself in. Yeah, yeah. So is, um, it, is, it, has it got, like, is it families? Yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, probably five of the households are my colleagues and their families um the rest of them i sort of know from racing um but there's a few sort of i guess randoms i guess you could call them around as well that just fly in and fly out um you know come down for a weekend hang out and then fly home so it's it's almost like a a little holiday community except i'm a full-time resident which is a bit funny um but yeah it's it's a little bit of a rolling community as well so you'll see a new face every now and again and then 
when we do have a race weekend here at Highlands, it's absolute chaos. There are thousands of people just walking in your backyard, essentially. Yeah, it's crazy. But it, it is, it's quite cool, yeah, especially for me. I love it. So are you, how close is it to Cromwell itself? Uh, it's, yeah, I, it takes me three and a half minutes to get to New World. So it, it's right, yeah, right on Highlands. Like I'm looking out of my window at the moment. I can see the last three corners of Highlands racetrack. Cool. You can you see the cars going around. Yeah, you can literally see the cars going around all day, which is a blessing and a curse at times. So sometimes do you think, I'm just going to sneak off up this mountain and, and not think about cars for a while? Yeah, listen to some peace and quiet and yeah, yeah. Is the new car going to make a whiny noise or is it going to have a, a throat? So that was one of the main design sort of goals was every other electric car in the world sort of sounds like an electric car. And I mean, that's not a, a good or a bad thing. Um, but when it comes, we're, you know, Hayden's from a rally background where the cars are so blimmin' angry. They've got anti-lag and flames and popping and crackling, and he doesn't want to go away from that. He's always loved that. And so, yeah, we're developing uh, a system that will create a sound that's unique to our electric rally car, and it's going to be angry, I hope. And that comes from the like the the mechanics themselves, or if you've got a little an iPod sitting in the corner pretending that it's a, a rally car? Well, if if the uh, the idea that we've uh, come up with, we've called, called it the sound generator, so it's a standalone system. So if that fails, then maybe it will be an iPad in the end. So what do you see yourself doing in five years? Uh, all going well. Uh, still here. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely loving it. I mean, there's a lot of hard work that's involved and, you know, sometimes personal life and my assignments and my, you know, driving ambitions, they get put on hold a little bit, but it is, it's so just worth it, you know. I, I just love it. Yeah, there's so much job satisfaction, so much excitement involved with the whole ordeal. So, yeah, um, Hayden's got big plans as well. Um, you know, he's consistently trying to grow and um, he's got goals for, you know, the next five years that he's trying to reach. So, all going well, COVID depending, you know, we'll be overseas, you know, showcasing this technology that we're creating here in New Zealand. So, Did he go out of his way to find a, a young team? Yeah, I think it was one of his, um, you know, sort of his, his ideas because, I mean, the average age would be oh, 27, 26. You know, I'm 25. My, um, two of my colleagues are around the same age. We've got one older guy, which is really helpful as well because he's got a lot more experience in the areas. Um, but, yeah, he's only oh, 35, so he's still relatively young. Um, yeah, so we are a very young team, and Hayden himself is quite young. So. Let's take the second of your music choices. Let's have Pink Floyd, Pigs on a Wing. Number one, why this? Uh, funny story. So I, like everybody else, just love Pink Floyd, um, but only love the Dark Side of the Moon album. And I'd started collecting records maybe two or three years ago. Um, Dad got me a, uh, it was a recreation of a, an old Crosley record player. So it was a new build thing. And um, so I'd been collecting records for about a year at that point. And then my nan, uh, my mum's mum, she's an awesome lady, awesome, awesome lady. Um, she said, what Pink Floyd have you got? And I said, oh, you know, Dark Side of the Moon, obviously, you know, what else? She said, here you go. You won't like it for about three months, but then let me know after that. And after that, I was just blown away. And I love every song on that album again and still thank my nan and think of her every time, um, you know, I, I listen to the song. If you didn't care What happened to me? And I didn't care For you We would zigzag away Through the bottom of pain 
occasionally glancing up through the rain Wondering which of the brothers to blame And watching for pigs on the wing That was pretty short. Let's have Pigs on the Wing 2 as well. You know that I care What happens to you And I know that you care For me too So I don't feel alone On the way to the stone Now that I've found somewhere safe To bury my bones any fool knows a dog needs a home a shelter from pigs on the wing Are you paying much attention to the the stuff that's going on at sort of the societal level, the national level, the, how the pandemic's playing out? Uh, I see snippets, I hear bits and pieces, but I don't know. I, it's, you know, it's like watching bad news on TV all night, every night. Uh, you know, it gets on top of you sometimes if you don't know how to let it go. And to be honest, over the last few months, I've just been that busy. I can't remember the last time I was home at, you know, five o'clock sort of thing. So it's been quite hard to keep on top of all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, I'm you know trying to manage my own personal life with a relationship and my little cat that's running around, you know, wreaking havoc because um, she's, you know, missing human attention, um, you know, as well as my cars and my assignments and all the rest of it. So, yeah, no, I haven't been paying attention to it. And I'm not that upset by it, to be quite honest. You know, it's been quite nice. But you will be hoping to, as you say, to get overseas sometime soon? Yeah, sure, yeah. Showing yeah. off a shiny um, new car? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be the dream. Um, but who knows when that's going to be. But there's not much any of us can do about it at this moment, so it's just about waiting. Being is patient. the World Rally Championship happening? It is, um, but it's largely European-based. Um, so... They're following all the you know protocols and procedures. Um, and every interview done with the WRC drivers, he's, he's wearing a face mask and all the rest of it. But they are holding it, yes. Have they got crowds? I'm not sure. I think it depends on the country because they're based in, you know, every championship is in a different country. So it must depend on that country, yeah. They're supposed to be coming here next year, aren't they? They were meant to be coming here this year. Um, so Hayden was one of the, you know, major campaigns is for the WRC to be brought back. And it was meant to be this month, actually. I think it was meant to be last weekend or the weekend before, to be quite honest with you. Um, and so that was a real, you know, kick in the guts. And that's where we were meant to be showcasing the EV. Luckily, <laughs> I mean, that's one plus side is because the car's not ready. So um, luckily that never happened. Um, but yeah, hopefully it will be back. So are there, in, in lots of things, this is creating a whole pile of innovation. I'm not... Innovation, you've got that in the car itself. But are you seeing uh, a new events popping up? Are, are people finding you know local ways of of doing things? Yeah, well, it's crazy actually. Um, so I'm associated with the local car club here, so Central Otago Car Club. And after lockdown, every event has been absolutely packed to the rafters. You know, and I, it's kind of hard to remember what it was like beforehand, but yeah, I remember there always being, you know, spots available if you were to turn up on the day and wanted to race or whatever. Like, um, yeah, but now it's just absolutely chocker and you've got to be there on time in order to get in. So yeah, no, it's, it's cool to see that people, I guess, 
must have realized what's good and what's not in their lives and thought hey racing cars is pretty cool let's make sure we do that after lockdown is the electric car going to be able to do the hill climbs yeah yeah so that's all it will be doing initially until we develop it and work out ranges and how long a battery is going to last and how we're going to you know recharge and all that sort of stuff so yeah at the moment it's going to be doing hill climbs is it heavy uh, it's not overly heavy no so we haven't got a final figure yet um, but it's around what we aimed for i imagine that your car is not an electric rally car because this you're building the first one so yours isn't no mine's definitely not mine's an old hunk <laughs> <laughs> so does it do you have to like swap bits of your brain in to uh, which bits you're working on no no not at all it's uh yeah i think it's when you're at work you need to focus more on you know the electric side of things because obviously it's dangerous as well you know dealing with 400 volts that could definitely you know sting um so yeah but the people have been working on you know petrol powered cars for such a long time it's just natural now so yeah and we still do you know 90 percent of our well 80 percent of our work is still on normal track cars and normal rally cars you know run on ethanol or avgas or petrol of some description so yeah, it's not like we're rolling it out completely. The rally cars have to be roadworthy. Do they have to for registrations? Uh, in a rally, generally, yes. Hill climbs, no. Um, but because in a real rally, um, you drive on the public road to a stage, do that stage, then drive to the next stage. It's good touring. Um, and so generally, you have to be, well, no, you do have to have a warrant and registration in order to drive legally on the road so you'll be able to like bring it down next time you come back down to Dunedin yeah yeah we'll go for a blat because I'm sure the Polytech will be quite interested in having it drive up yeah I'm sure they would be um, but I'm not sure how that would uh, work they might have to come up to Jack's Ridge where we're showcasing it that might be easier does it have a mode that's like slow or do you just like not put your foot on the accelerator much yeah, well, either or, um, as I said before, everything's so tunable. Um, even even today with our, um, our rally cars, our ethanol-powered rally cars, we've got different uh, switch modes. And so in touring, you know, because you're just cruising along the road, you go to a really safe, conservative tune, and, you know, not to do any uh, engine damage or to use less fuel or, you know, just to run it quietly. And then, you know, depending on the stage or what you're doing, you put it onto map one one, two, three, or four, and there'll be a load of different engine maps. Um, so we'll be able to do the same with uh, the electric car, or actually do it better. Have you got programmers? Uh, so we've got an electrical engineer, um, and so he studied at UC, um, and they, they have a motorsport division, and so he did his, uh, I think he did his master's um, with the motorsport division um, part of the university there. So, um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure... I think, yeah, I can't really go into too much detail about the programming or software or anything like that. And um, yeah, unfortunately, not yet anyway. That's all right. I have some questions to end the show with. What's sure. the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? Uh, oh, that's a hard one. Um, I think nothing to do with work or anything like that. It's just, yeah, finding out who I am as a person and you know living and finding happiness that's that's the main thing i reckon eh? that's, that's pretty good, cool to have that's a good success yeah yeah it's taken a while but we're there now well you're always working on it though aren't you so so we're writing a book of these conversations it's called tomorrow's heroes right so you are in our team of people doing good work what's the superpower that's got you into our mansion uh finding something you love doing something that you're passionate about something that you show interest in um and doing it and keep doing it and learning more about it because as you learn more about something your passion grows as well as everything else so yeah it's a mixture of all these things but also having you know work social life balance and there's so many you know different ingredients in the in the recipe um but yeah if you, it's i guess you figure it out as an individual you know it's different for everyone there's no right or wrong way to do anything it's just whatever you feel comfortable and happy doing so yeah do you consider yourself to be an activist 
yes and no. Um, define activist. No, that's up to you. Yeah, I, I, I like to give back. Marwita and I actually had a short conversation on it uh, on Friday night, and she put it in a good way. And it was, you're living in the world. Think of it like you're paying rent. You know, activism can be seen as paying rent. What are you giving back? Um, and I totally agreed with that statement. Um, I may have said it, you know, a few words wrong here or there, but uh, that was my understanding of it anyway. Um, she's given me the thumbs up, so that's a good thing. <laughs> and yeah, I, I definitely like to give back in my own way. Um, and yeah, do you need examples or? It's your show. You can give us examples if you like. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Well, sure. I do a lot of work on myself in my own time. Um, and so I like to better myself as a human. And I either like to show people how to do the same or um, show them how I am being a better person. Um, yeah, I think it's very simple, but it does mean a lot to some people. So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? To, do, to be an activist or just what gets me out of bed in the what morning? What gets you out of bed? Uh, I really struggle to get out of bed actually so probably the alarm and then the cat running around looking for food is probably the biggest motivator for me to get out of bed initially but to kickstart my day it's just to achieve something I love being satisfied with what I do um, you know I, I, I'm one of those people who doesn't like to sit around doing nothing sort of thing so um, feeling like you've achieved something at the end of the day is the only way I, I sleep so what challenge are you looking forward to in the next year or so? Uh, mate, there's so many challenges day to day with this job. Um, so aside from work challenges for myself personally, I, I think I'm on a good sort of track at the moment. I'm happy doing what I'm doing at the moment. Um, and so I'm going to just keep on doing that until I find, you know, I plateau or feel like I've sort of mastered or gained enough experience in a certain level and then find something else to, I guess, be an activist in. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? I'm not really one to give advice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm more one that uh, takes advice. So that could be advice. Listen to advice, and if it's good, take it. Thank you very much for that, Mawira. Ben, it didn't um, take very much time spent with you uh, last week at the awards to see the extraordinary young person you are. And I came home from Dunedin um, thinking about my 10-year-old and hoping two things. One, that he grows up to be the same sort of extraordinary person you are. And the second, that he finds someone like you as a role model to help him get there. Oh, You've got something cool. really cool to offer the world, and it's been really lovely to talk to you today. Thank you for sharing with us. I look forward to seeing what happens over the next few years. Oh, thank you, Marwita. That's very nice. Uh, let's go out to Queen. I'm in love with my car. Have you seen the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, Ben? Absolutely loved it. Seen it twice. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so funny thinking about that scene where they uh, came up with that song. Oh, it was Yes, yes. Actually, yes, I remember it now. Oh, yeah, that was such a great film. I could easily watch it again. And I don't watch films twice, so. So
You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, with Mawira Karatai in Fakatani and in Cromwell, Ben Fretwell. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.